So the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mrs. Carmen Miller. Carmen Miller is a singer, a songwriter. She uh, she's a podcaster, although she just stopped doing her podcast. Um, she sings a myriad of genres of music, from soul to metal to hard rock to I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't think we got that far. Uh, this is a great conversation. I really had a great time talking to Carmen. Uh, time just flew by, and I could have easily talked to her all night. She was just a, a treat. Um, but that's just in one moment. First, I want you guys to go. Okay, so today's Wednesday, right? Wednesday was today's date. Wednesday, June nineteenth. Okay, tomorrow. If you're listening to this right now, tomorrow. June 20th at the Hollywood Casino Toledo at 7 p.m. Raina Mystique and I will be performing and competing in Toledo's Got Talent for $5,000. So uh, if you guys are listening to this in the Toledo area, please come out and support. While you're at it, why don't you go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the new album, 1018. I had the honor of penning a few of the songs alongside my beautiful wife, Raina Mystique, and we are super proud of the album, and we want you to have a listen. So go to RainaMystique.com. You can pick up a hard copy there or at any one of our shows, or you can find us on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, anywhere you stream your music. Uh, <laughs> you can also check out the newly redesigned WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. I've been kind of keeping it up to date. Uh, I don't think I think I updated May for my calendar, and that's it. But it's only because uh, updating the calendar on my website is a pain in the ass, and it takes way too much time. So I don't know how often I'll stay up on that. But you can also write the show and complain about me staying up on the calendar at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking and how we're doing. Blah, blah, blah. You can also rate the show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. Share the podcast. Rate it. Give us a one star, five star, whatever you think the podcast is worth to you. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at We Speak English Good and on Facebook by the same name. Go figure. Uh, I haven't started a Snap or a Twitter or anything like that because that seems like that it just seems like too much. It's too much. I'm not doing all that. Uh, anyways, that is it for now. Let's jump on over to Mrs. Carmen Miller.
what else to do. I mean, there is there. There's no other words for it. You have to just start being like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, are you? Yeah. Are, are you shitting me right now? This is what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get pretty. I get pretty blue then. <laughs> well, it's like. It sucks because once you get to this point with people who aren't open to listen, because I don't care if you're a conservative or if you're a liberal no, or right, if you're right, whatever right. it is, but like I, I do expect a certain kind of respect between two people. Right. And I do expect if I'm going to listen to you that you need to be listening to me as Absolutely. well. So, Absolutely. So when it comes to those kind of conversations, as soon as someone puts up a barrier, it's te- I tend to just drop out because I it's like... I feel like, like eh. there's, such a, there's such a close-mindedness. People have gotten to the point where they're like, um, it's almost like... You know how it's it's like Jersey politics. It's like you know red versus blue versus you know like team. Yeah, shit. it's team. Oh, it's yeah, only and, team. And, and, and it's tribalism like, totally. I, I I can't. People can't live like that. You can't <laughs> like. I mean, these are people's lives you're talking about, and you, you can't just close yourself off like that because there's nothing. Nothing in the world is strictly black and white. There's there's no. all sorts of gray area everywhere. So gray. you have to be like like a nuanced think- thinker. You know. Right. Right, and yeah. and that's I think that's I mean and th- and that's like for both sides of the aisle. I mean, yeah. if we're talking about politics. Of course, they both go in very extreme ways. Right, and, right, um, right. People's feelings get hurt a lot, and then uh, you know on one side, and then the other side, they're like trying to hurt people's feelings. Right, you know right. What I mean? And I find I, I it's funny because like you know there's this winner take all type yeah. attitude, and I'm like, dude. There's no win. <laughs> yeah, like if yeah. you yeah, if 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 anybody loses, nobody wins. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do you no, get that? Do you do you understand? Like, okay, so they're like, you know, I, I feel like some people feel like, you know, if, if their candidate or if their their side is 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 winning the the uh political stripe or whatever that it's a good thing but my thing is these policies they affect everybody mm-hmm. and whether or not you whatever you believe you know if real people are being hurt by it eventually it touches all of us exactly you know? yeah. so i just yeah <laughs> well i think a good example of that is like especially i mean kind of taking it out of the realm of like left and right but right. like the opiate crisis which exactly. was started as as a uh, pain management mm-hmm. companies mm-hmm. over, you know, doctors getting kicked oh, back, God, you know, yeah. like, so it kind of, oh, yeah. so it was like one of those situations that kind of grew out of control and oh, now, sure. and people were voting, for, you know, maybe well, they the, were voting. The or, big deal was the lobby of the insurance yeah. lobby. Okay. So you got the big pharma. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were against, um, let's say, uh, the, uh, insurance being um, single payer insurance or uh, government sponsored insurance or mm-hmm. whatever because they didn't want the controls on what it is that they could and couldn't regulate as far as pricing. Okay. So you've got opiates on the market which can be you know inflated to uh, the nth degree right. or whatever. So you've got these doctors who are getting kickbacks for prescribing these opiates at astronomical prices to their customers. Mm. And then you've got customers who've become addicted to mm. them so they continuously are you know are 
getting prescriptions right. or whatever. Then beyond that, it becomes a black market thing mm. because, you know, it's a profitable thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And you, then you've got pharmaceutical companies who are getting kickbacks from the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and you've got politicians who are right. getting kickbacks from both. And who, <laughs> who are putting these policies in place. Exactly. Based on the lobbies who are paying right. them to do so. Exactly. And, and, and uh, we sort of brought that in. We started talking about that because that affects. I know that there's some everyone who is listening to this, whether you're considered a liberable, liberable, and you're in this region. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know somebody. You know somebody. Absolutely, you absolutely you are know somebody absolutely who's connected. touched by the opiate crisis, whether which was based on a policy made by people who allowed money to to make that decision. Whether it's directly or indirectly, right. you've got somebody in your life who's either addicted to pain pills who's dealing pain pills, mm. who's been touched by pain pills in either in jail or on on dope, mm-hmm. you know, and and you can't say that you don't. And if you don't have someone in your life, you know somebody, Absolutely. you know, because it's so prevalent, you know. And when you say opiate crisis, that's why that's how it's become a crisis. Mm. That's how it's become an epidemic It's because we've allowed our greed to overpower our common sense and our sense of common decency because let's be real what's bad about insurance what's bad about being covered what's Mm -hmm. bad about actually having or providing everyone with you know medical coverage yeah i mean i don't as a taxpayer you know people are like i don't want my tax dollars for the lazy blah 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 Mm -hmm. but really (laughs) What's the worst? I mean, if, if if the worst thing in the world is providing medical coverage for somebody who can't afford it, mm-hmm. okay, and and they're la- and that's the lazy thing, mm-hmm. then I mean, shit, we spend our money on worse shit. Well, then what's the greatest <laughs> thing? I mean, exactly. That, you know, like if that's the worst that we we're doing, then so be it. I'm I don't mind that. Right. I don't mind keeping uh somebody somebody's poor kid from you know being able to afford to get their broken leg fixed. Exactly. I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't I don't mind my tax dollars going to that. Right. And you know? there's also this other side of it too where the people who do have to go who aren't covered and who do go to the hospital right. and do go put a burden and strain on them. Right. They're getting that hospital's still getting paid somehow. Regardless. And it's through whether it's government subsidies or, or however it works. Let's I don't be know real. Let, let, let's be real. I'm, I'm but it's more of a – what I was trying to say is it's more of a strain when you look at the numbers when people can't pay their bills exactly, than it is when people can. Exactly. Because here's the thing. When they can't pay those bills, who do you think that the prices go up for? It right, goes exactly. up for there the people go. who can pay. Exactly. You know? So why do you think you're paying for a hundred dollar aspirin in the emergency room? It's because they're gonna get like ten transient people who have no coverage whatsoever. Absolutely. And my thing is nobody's gonna turn I don't want to see someone die of a preventable disease. Yeah. I don't want to see that in a in in a country like America. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that in what's supposed to be the greatest country in the world. I don't want to see that. Yeah. I just, I mean, it, it it's stupid, and to be that selfish or to be that callous about life, this that's the biggest conundrum or the biggest hypocrisy of who we say we are mm-hmm. as a country, and we say one nation under God. 
um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. And the Bible that I read, Christ said, what you do for the least of these, you do for me. Yeah. So in, in, if we are who we say we are, if we believe what we say we believe, you know, and God forgive me for all the cursing that I do, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but if we believe what we say we believe, then, then we're supposed to take care of the least of these, mm. you know, and that's yeah. just, it's. It's that. No, and, and you're absolutely right. You're touching on a very uh, important thing is that you're talking about Christian uh, conservative people who are, who claim Christianity in their core. Yeah. Uh, but yet have no compassion for the poor and everything That's that they're taught. That's what we've lost. I think that um, we've, we've lost a lot of what the core of our culture. Christian behavior is supposed to look like of who Christ is. I think that there's a lot of the the Christian fandom. We wear the jersey but don't <laughs> play for the team. Yeah. yeah. You're only you're only rooting for uh for the team it's when like, like you, you need yeah, something. No, like no, there's a like, tornado coming. Right. Where is it? Here you I know, am. It's either I, I I have like I feel like there's some people who think like, okay. There's this this notion of either Jesus the genie or Rambo Jesus. <laughs> Jesus the genie. Like they only want you know the blessings, you know. Yes, yes. Like you know. Or or he's going and kicking in the doors right, of terrorists and right, shooting them with right, AKs. Right. I, Jesus is gonna come back and rain down fire. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, he was like you know compassionate and blessing everyone yeah. washing <laughs> prostitutes feet some hello shit. you know what i'm saying like <laughs> can he we, was can we get that guy first can we act like him first can we do that right yeah Ooh. you're right and, and i you know it's something that, we, uh, that i've been talking about on this show is this um this duality to humanity yeah this uh this this uh this righteousness but this uh inability to recognize your own sins yeah. or and, and i'm not trying to turn this into a no, religious get, no, conversation no, it, at all but, but see, that's that's kind of who. There is this. There's hypocrisy. this core there, and and I think that you know creatives we get we get to the core of that. I think yeah. because we're able to examine uh, the duality, we're able to examine our um, our souls mm. and lay it bare a little more fairly than than most people because I I and and I I can only speak for myself because like when I write. I write from a place that I try to get as honest as possible about, you know, the experience of what's real as far as like, uh, I'm, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm also a very conflicted person, mm. you know, and I know that there are people out here who are very conflicted, who go through a lot, who are, you know, searching for the, what is real about faith and what's real about you know the experience of life and 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 that's just it i hope it comes through in the music that i write so what are some of the conflicts like to me um as far as faith itself uh coming to and growing up in a very religious family um i came to a place where when my mother died when i was 18 years old and I was angry at God for a long time. Mm. I was angry at God for a long time because I felt like I was not finished becoming. Um, and the training 
of who I was supposed to be mm-hmm. from her. It was just kind of lost, and, and I felt lost for a long time, you know? And I speak to a, a that um, in, in a lot of my music. And then just, you know, the, the love aspect, finding love for yourself, finding love for others, you know? And balancing that and where you're supposed to, to find that balance and 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 what that looks like you know mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> no I, I feel, no there's a lot there there's yeah, a lot there yeah, um yeah. finding that balance is something that i've been trying uh, that i've been struggling with lately and i'm yeah. sure a lot of people struggle with it forever yeah. you know and yeah it's just one of those things where I, y- it's you know, work it, it is is it and 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 i know it sounds really esoteric or whatever it sounds <laughs> no, like it's, it's big themes and you know and but i'm I'm not quite that deep, but <laughs> but it is big themes. But um, it's very. I, I think it's very centralized, and it's not like you're out trying to change the world. Because what you're talking it's about personal. is loving yourself. It's personal. And, you do and protecting change. your yeah. yeah. But you do affect the world yeah. when you put out that self love, and you're able to love. I honestly believe that you know the world changes inside of each of us. Each of us is is a world changer. Each of us, whatever you do. It affects the world around you. Everything you do touches the people that you are connected to, and then they touch the people they're connected to. So the biggest and easiest way you can change the world is by changing your atmosphere. Um, you, the way that you interact with people, you know, the way that you express love, the way that you express com- empathy, compassion, those kinds of things, that's what affects everything. That's what changes. I mean, from the time I was like, I would say my mid twenties, um, till about thirty, thirty-five. I I was a very like angry mm-hmm. person. And in, um, in which ways? Like you know, aggr- the the angry black woman syndrome. <laughs> I was I was very aggressive, and mm-hmm. I was like you know climbing my career, you know, really into my career path and and very focused and things like that. And I, and I felt like I, even in my family, you know, I was like the, the energy that I was putting out, it was really negative. And I could see that each person that I dealt with was affected in some kind of way. And then when I realized like how I had to evolve or how I had to change, how I had to you know, grow from a place of love. It started to change even my marriage. It started to change my, my the way I raised my kids. It started to change their lives and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, they what? became different people, yeah. Can, can I ask you what you started to do differently? Um, I would say, uh, first and foremost, um, taking better care of myself as far as, like, uh, mentally... Um, like telling myself better things, being more positive, being a lot more um, in tune with myself spiritually. I got really into uh, just meditating and, and, and really positive, like self-talk, you know, because you do, you got to change your mindset, you know? No, no, you're talking directly to me right now because um, – I mean, I just told my wife this. I swear, and you know, Raina, you, yeah, we yeah, met. Yeah. We met at the uh, oh, OWE awesome. festival. I love, <laughs> I love Raina too. She she's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, she she taught me so much about this stuff because uh, <laughs> some would call Raina toxically po- or 
positive talk. What do they call it? Toxic positivity. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. She she loves it, too. And she was like, I'm halfway offended by that phrase. No, it's but like, you know what? It seeps into everything. And that's, that's You're absolutely right. That's and great. For so many years, I was the biggest pessimist. Yeah. I was like, uh, it's just like, yeah, it's a nice day today, to, but tomorrow's going to be shitty. Right, it's right, like, right, you right. know, yeah, it's cool now, but... <laughs> Never taking time to appreciate what's mm. directly in front of me. Um, not taking time to appreciate myself. And 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 the 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 biggest change in my life came when I started meditating regularly and started like and you literally I literally had to tell myself that I love myself. Yep. And like and I didn't believe it. And you like know, and I it's, felt it's stupid crazy saying it. Because yeah. you know what? We we you'd be surprised how much how how easy it is to get down on yourself it's so it's, yes. it's so easy Very it's, easy. it's, it's like, you just fall into it right. it's, it's it's almost it's second nature to be there oh you suck yeah. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? you suck or or i suck exactly it's like god yeah. well you're yeah. so stupid right like, come right. on you, you know you know this you idiot that is second nature but you know giving yourself kudos or or really re- taking time to recognize or even being thankful mm-hmm. Gratitude yes. is where it starts. So thankful. Gratitude yes. is where it starts because, like, just being thankful for like the little things. It, even when I started doing that, it was I started noticing more to be thankful for. Yeah, it. It's so yeah, crazy, so but it is yeah, crazy. I love I love the posit- toxic positivity. <laughs> that's, that's insanely great. Well, I like that. They, they have all those little key phrases like toxic insecurity, now, see, you know toxic um, masculinity. Yeah, yeah. To- <laughs> yeah, and I do. I'm. I, I think that I'm probably like that too. Cause I always sit, every morning on Facebook, I do like a, a, a inspirational phrase or whatever. I've been doing it for years, and a lot of people are like, you know, telling me how much it inspires or whatever. But really, it's for me. I do it for me. <laughs> yeah. And it just so happens that, you know, other people feel that way, too. But I do it for me because, you know, it's the encouragement that I need every day. So, yeah. But that's a, like a very real way of how you're talking, like how if you're good to yourself and you're talking right to yourself, you're treating yourself yep. right. And, and you are this 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 the center of, of positivity. It is going to affect other people. And this is sort of a real world way digital real world way of how that kind of it's a manifest yeah Yeah. it's how it manifests yes manifest and um it's just for for me like the moment i started like leaning positive and trying to see the good in things and seeing the good like you're absolutely right it's like an an entire different world opens up to you because because you train your brain you like retrain your brain really to stop is. thinking and and you know what and then you start noticing negative people you do. and you start noticing how much of a and drain gonna, they are i'm gonna tell you what too the uh, the other thing is separate yourself yes separate absolutely. yourself from, from people who are negative because it does misery loves company and i have no intention of going to misery's party honey <laughs> hell no <laughs> hell no been there done that okay and it's boring it and is, sad. It's a horrible place it's to bo- be. But but those people like to me. Um, and I'm sorry to interrupt because no, I know you want no, you here to say. I find people who are negative and you know who say they're nihilist or whatever kind of stupid thing they want to call it. 
I find them incredibly boring and more or less annoying. But th once they get to annoying, I realize that they're stealing my energy. Yeah. And so as soon as annoyance comes on, I immediately <laughs> effort because because sometimes it takes a little bit more goading to get the idea across my brain. Like it just takes me a little bit longer to learn things. Yeah. Like it, I should just be like, as soon as this person <laughs> opens his mouth and like I hate, as soon as hate comes out of this fucking dude's mouth, my brain should just be like all the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's shut down in the factory. It's time to go. But I, I, I tend to feed into that, and I do get drawn into that. And, and, and it's in like we were saying, it's easy well, to you, do that. You, when you are a person, when you become, you know, a positive person, we also become um, helpers. Yeah. And you want to help people, and you, you want to make them better, but. You can't make people better until they want to be better. Right. You know, so, and that's something that me, I have to get into, you know, that's the, that's the other thing. I've become very, 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 um, I've become a very uh, guarded about my time. Yes. I've become very guarded about my time because it's like, you, you got to protect it and you got to protect your energy and you got to, like you said, just shut it down because... <laughs> Because mm -mm. it'll drag you right in there. <laughs> it will. And, and as much as you work on yourself and as much as you want, it, it's still there. It's still, it's still there. It's like a drug. And, and, and like the way you talk about it, the way you were saying you got to separate yourself from those people, yeah. that's the kind of talk that they say in recovery. It is. It, it's, and it, and it, it, it's, because, because negativity is an addiction just like is. anything else. Yeah, and absolutely. it's crazy because it's, it doesn't feel good, but mm -mm. it's – easy <laughs> yes and that's why i feel like those kind of people are boring mm -hmm. because like what you're doing is easy mm -hmm. and what you're doing is you're trying to feed off of my shit so mm -hmm. your shit has validity exactly. and like that and there's nothing we have nothing in common when you start and talking you, like that and it's like you, people who try to make themselves feel better by tearing other people down yeah. you don't look better you no. you look like the horrible person that tears people down <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is which is such a weird way of like this call out culture of how how we have kind of reversed that now where people are being rewarded for calling people out. And then I'm not saying that people shouldn't be called out for because there's a lot of people that need to be now, called now, out. I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Of now. course, me, too. I'm not look, I'm not saying I'm better once than in a while. I have been known to read. honey. <laughs> yes, I can read. <laughs> I will open the bibliotheque on somebody, baby. There you go. Hey, I, I but, <laughs> but I only when it's warranted. <laughs> only but, when it's warranted. But that's appreciated. And what I'm talking about no, is, is people who search and yeah. looking for frivolous things to latch or just on like, to. Yeah, or just like the, the pylon. Yes, the yeah, pylon. Like They're like, I the... see this person's down. I'm going to kick them. Right, right, And, right. you know, I, I just feel like when people make mistakes, they should – some things you can't come back from. Right, right, right. But I feel like if you make a mistake, that doesn't mean that yeah. your life should, should be, be over. Yeah, I mean, and there's a level of redemption that should be allotted to people when, when there's – I mean – give it time god yeah you know? <laughs> yeah and, and you know I, I i say stupid stuff all the time yeah. and like and you know probably from yeah, having I a podcast yeah <laughs> having a podcast sometimes you fill hours of content oh, and so whatever <laughs> will just come spilling the shit oh, out of your face I have 
I've said some things that I've grown to regret. <laughs> Which, you know, that's just part of it. But th- I think that's what's so great about this this yeah. this medium is that you're kind of we it, it's it, it opens up this platform where you can explore these ideas. Oh, and sure. even if you are wrong, oh yeah, and even if what you say is is ridiculous, you, you have this you have the this platform thing, to sort of explain yourself. The one thing that I, that I hope, though, you know. That, that people do is I hope that you know you own it if you if you do say something wrong mm. or you say something wild or yes. that's just wildly jacked up just own it <laughs> yes <laughs> and and then you can redeem yourself maybe you know maybe <laughs> you know the ones that that just like double down on oh the, my god on the bullshit yeah we're doubling down we don't even care yeah I'm gonna just let you have that right <laughs> but, go, that, but then yeah, there's not you know like this call culture i know there's a lot of criticism of it but i have seen the direct results and and i'm talking about locker room talk you know what i'm saying like i'm hearing people i'm hearing old white men who've been in their ways correct themselves in the steam room in the locker room amongst other white men wow and so Something yeah. is right about it, yeah, and yeah. something is wrong. But maybe that's that yeah. duality of humanity yeah. thing going yeah, yeah, on yeah, again. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't. Well, it's you a- know, the the only thing I can say is is if it causes someone to um to think twice, yes, about something that they do that could be construed as harmful, then yes, then that's absolutely cool. But if it if it hinders the flow of what is um. I would say the freedom to express your truth, you know, mm. in in a protected way, mm. because there are people, and 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 this is gonna sound crazy, but even with what we see uh, of racism, sexism, and all the isms that are out there, the bigotry and all of that, um, I still think that in a country like America where there is freedom of speech I think that people should have the right to express those things and be free enough to say it if that's what they believe here's the caveat here's the caveat their beliefs are inherently wrong (laughs) and the fact that they say those things don't keep them protected from the consequences of what they say Mm -hmm. okay so yes you have the freedom to say those things but you also are free to deal with the consequences of what you say yes the full circle of that Mm -hmm. is that once you 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 have put that in the atmosphere it gives others the I would say the not necessarily ammunition, but armor Mm -hmm. to understand who you are as a person and understand how to deal with you and your belief system. Mm -hmm. And I would say forewarned is forearmed. Okay. Mm. So I want to know who the bigots are. (laughs) I want to know who the racists are. I want to know who the sexists are because as a black woman in America, I have to deal with you guys, and I have to have that knowledge 
to be able to fairly assess my situation. You see what I'm saying? I do. And if I understand that, I can understand how to maneuver in my environment. Definitely. You know? So, yeah, I, you can say, yeah, I, I, you, I am, I'm all about hearing you. I'm yeah. all about hearing you. I will never agree. Yeah. Yeah, tell me how you really feel. Yeah, 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 exactly. because I want to know, does it avoid that? Exactly. <laughs> and, and I want to know exactly know who to avoid. And what to look for. Exactly. I want to you, know who to avoid. You're absolutely right. Um, because, see, here's the thing, too. You also give me the opportunity to change your mind. Hmm. Because if you have a set of beliefs that are inherently wrong, stereotypical or whatever, I am not the exception to the rule. I'm going to show you a new rule. Because you, you have not seen people, – people who generalize, they only generalize based on their limited experience, you know? Black people are this. White people are this. I don't know every white person. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't know every black right, person. Right. So you can't say that, you know yeah. what I'm saying, with any level of authority. So, yeah. So I'm, I want to give you an opportunity to see a new rule. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, and which is, um, which I would say is a a, a positive way to look at it because uh, you can turn this ignorant moment to a teaching moment, absolutely. a learning moment, and I think that's what happened. Um, what ha- what was happening um, prior to, uh, let's say the prior to the mid 2000s that was a place where we found ourselves but and i'm i'm going to also give our give that a caveat to that we had lulled ourselves into a false sense of um harmony and the reason why i say that is because um before the advent of the internet and all of the social media and everything you know i think people were okay with thinking that we were a post-racial society because we didn't have to see it every day. Um, Now, mind you, we still experienced it in our day-to-day lives or whatever, the microaggressions or whatever, but because it wasn't something that we had to see every day, it was um, once in a blue moon you'd see something in a paper or once in a blue moon there'd be an OJ thing Mm -hmm. or uh, what was it, the... um, LA riots or something like that. Yes. It was a it was a once in a blue moon thing. It wasn't always in your face, you know. Right. So we were lulled into a su- false sense of security, and then you know you got Eminem who was rapping and uh, Whitney Houston who was Miss Black America every year. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So and everybody loved everybody, right. so called. But then when you know you you have communication that allows us to see everything in the blink of an eye you're bombarded with stories that open your eyes to things that you didn't necessarily know were happening and then all of a sudden you're shaken from that false sense of security and and I don't think that people realized that it's not that anyone or anything changed it's just that you were able to see it right you know now it's in the front now yeah. it's on the front page oh yeah now it's as soon as grandma scrolls down her facebook feed right right there you it see is videos videos yes. yeah because well, well my thing is you know um 
hell, my husband was getting stopped in high school, you know, by mm-hmm. the police, you know. It was, it, it's not like that's something different. That's not new, right. you know what I mean? Um, we, we were saying, fuck the police to uh, NWA, yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying, back in the day. So right. that's not new, you know right. what I'm saying? Not, that, excuse me, my dad's the police, so you know, <laughs> I love you, dad. <laughs> Just saying. But seriously. But, right. But. It, it's not like a new phenomenon is what I'm saying. It's right. just uh, that we are able to see it in, in real time now. So I guess you, what I'm hoping is that people start to, to change that mindset and understand that, you know, you can't blame any group for what it is unless you're willing to be part of that solution. That's all. Mm. <laughs> Could you explain that a little bit? Well, you know, my thing is, so much of what we see comes from, uh, or so much of what what the is considered divisive comes from a place of, you know, fear. Yes. Okay. At the root of all hate, at the root of all bigotry, at the root of all race of all isms is fear, and and this is what. Um, I believe, and you may not agree, but uh, historically, and this is something that is pretty controversial to say, but it I just want it to be taken from a dispassionate place. Think about it like this. America's biggest problem with race be it brown, yellow, black, red, whatever, is that the other would somehow want revenge rather than equity Hmm. from a historical standpoint. Hmm. That's the fear. Mm -hmm. And what we need to realize is that that's not what's on the table. We are not our ancestors. We're not our history. We are our today. Mm -hmm. And if we can look at each other at face value and from today allow us to see each other not from the stereotypical standpoint not from the historical standpoint but for who we are as individuals and as people Mm -hmm. and work towards tearing down those uh constructs of society that have held up for so long the inequities you know yeah you know i think that that's a place Mm. that would sweep away a lot of those isms yeah, absolutely, <laughs> uh, and and that in like a in like a roundabout way is kind of a presence, yeah. like bringing now. Yeah. One of the biggest things that humans do, one of the biggest and most destructive things, and we've already been talking about, it, but is like living in the past or yeah. worrying about the future right, right. instead of being like, "Wow, it's a nice day right now." Right. <laughs> and I mean, we're informed by mm-hmm. our history, of course. Yes, but yes. we shouldn't fear it. No, but we shouldn't fear it, and that's 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 where where I'm at. Be informed by by your history, but don't fear it. And that that's where, you know, people always tell us to get over. And I'm never going to get over that. Mm. Why should we? It makes us who we are. 
Yeah. You know, but at the same time, what we should do is learn, and 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 do better. <laughs> do better. Be yeah. better. You know. Yeah, everyone should just be sort of trying to better themselves. Be better. Be better at <laughs> just be better. Be, and it, be better humans. I, and that's really, you know, like what what I've been noticing. I've been talking to a lot of younger artists lately, and it's been actually re- really refreshing because I'm 36. There's a whole nother generation. Yeah. And we kind of were, before we started rolling, we were kind of talking about like the iGens. Oh, and I then love the, it. And, yeah. the, you know, and then our. All our, my like, kids are musicians. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> nice. But what I'm seeing is you have these kids who are going through hard times. You yeah. have kids who are, who are growing up in poor situations yeah. where they don't have the resources right. that everyone else has maybe you know and like severe poverty exactly yeah. but they are coming from it in, in a very informed way yeah. and they're like uh, i'm talking to a 19 year old who has dealt with some of the horrible things in his life who is so positive who is who meditates who who realizes yeah. that you know these things are out of his control and they're not his fault and that that he is his own person and he's only and, I love that and this they, is a I theme I love that that theme. there are young people who are who can actualize and who, who can um really de- delve into you know that kind of tap into that kind of artistry tap into you know what it is that they are and, and really think in those types of ways because that's what it's going to take as far as to move creativity forward, move music forward, yeah. move move any type of movements as far as uh, creating new kinds of innovation and in music yeah. forward. And, and music itself, I'll be real with you. It, we're talking about the, the social stuff and, and political stuff and all of that. Music... Music is what changes the world to me. I think that that is more than anything what bridges gaps from every kind of culture, from every kind of, I mean, you can go anywhere in the world and hear all types of music and music is the thing that I, I believe that is like the glue that holds right. this world together. There's there's the there's kings and paupers enjoying exactly. the same thing. Exactly. And that 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 to me is like create that's what makes creatives so important. That's what makes musicians to me so important. Art in general. It yeah. is. It, it it is. And because those are the things that like years from now and generations from now, hundreds of years from now, they'll be talking about the the compositions and the art that was made in this time. I mean, we go back and we talk about the Mozarts and the Beethovens and the Chopins and all of that. Who are those people going to be? You know, yeah. who are going to be the the musicians and the the artists that people are talking about in yeah. two, three hundred years from now? Well, it's interesting that we use historical markers in accordance to art mm-hmm. and war, right? Like like exactly. historical exactly. changes and historical notes are all centered around art and war, exactly. And art informs sort mm-hmm. of what the war was about, exactly, you know? exactly. You look at the, Eliza- uh, the Elizabethan age. You mm-hmm. have uh, you sh- all the Shakespeare and all of that, you know, and it's and it's so much of it that it's like s- 
it the the art of the age and it does it it speaks to the age look at the 60s themselves Mm -hmm. you know it informed the age Mm -hmm. you know look at i mean (laughs) hell i came up in the 80s (laughs) and the 90s and we had like a whole different kind of uh like aesthetic and it's it's cycles to me i i think it's it's very interesting to see and to really you know be a part of the zeitgeist at the time so yeah yeah totally <laughs> man yeah it, it, it is cyclical but um hopefully it doesn't cycle backwards which is no, which I is what what which i know that's what a lot of people are saying but i think we're kind of weeding out the yeah. nonsense right now well you know what I, I like to think about that i like to think that we're weeding out the nonsense well, and we're you sort know, of you know the thing about the thing about it is people um the digital age allows us a lot of uh, leeway to to recreate art, but what I'm hoping is it does not take away the creativity mm-hmm. of the art. And that's one of the biggest criticisms that people have, but I think that there's a lot of creativity there. And I'm, I'm one of those people who, um, I give a lot of credit to the, uh, push button DJs. <laughs> sure. And the reason why I do is because you are it takes a skill. It does take a certain skill set to be able to hear different um different compositions and put them together and make new forms, you know, of, of music. So I, I will give them that, but at the same time, nothing compares to, you know, going out and just being creative and creating something new yeah 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 and totally there's something very special about the the stringed instruments there's something very special about the piano there's something very special about you know a new vocal arrangement it's mm. just something very special well, about it's, it. it's i mean like it's <laughs> tactile mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like you see the vibration of the strings that are creating these frequencies that there's only we a, can there's hear there's a a certain magic to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I agree with you. There is something that is lost once you go in box. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm with you. Like, I totally respect the push button DJs. Yeah. Uh, especially the ones who are creating their music. Yeah, yeah. Where they're building their synth patches. whether Absolutely. they're Whether they're digital I think digital that's an or, amazing skill. It right. Really is. And they're able to mix this. Or they're mixing songs already created and making right. something new. I find value in all of it. Yeah. But because I am... Uh, I am an instrumentalist. Right. I'm always gonna be biased to the like. I, just pick. Just let up with a fucking piano, bro. Right. Like, just what the hell? Like, you don't have to like steal every fucking no, loop, know, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> I, and and I guess being a vocalist is. I'm I'm kind of um, I, I'm spoiled because I get to do either. I get to go either way. Yeah, of course, of course. But at the same time, I'm. I am biased towards live musicians as well. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because there is a there is a specific kind of groove that happens when when musicians are in the pocket. When when they're when it's it's a energy. It is a it's a vibe. It's something that happens and you can't really explain it. It's just 
and and you you can't do that. <laughs> and just like, pushing yeah. a, a sample. Yeah. I think I think yeah, I think the experience is flipped on that one, yeah. where it's like the crowd is sort of the response, and yeah. and they're kind of creating their own like soup of energy. And, and the DJ's sort of ushering it with his lights and yeah, crazy yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so. I mean, that that happens, but at the same time, but like, you know, it, even in a room with just a rehearsal, you mm. can get that. Oh, yeah. That, that, that emotion. No, I, 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 I'm, I completely agree with you, and I, I only say that there is validity to other yeah. things because I, I know that there... Uh, it's people, work. People it's working. It, yeah. yeah. The only reason why I'm agreeing with it is because you can see it's working. Sure. And, and, and there's, and I've been to plenty of like hip hop shows where it's like, oh, I th- love it. Like, like where it's a DJ and, and a dude up front just am, spitting am, his heart into a microphone. I, um, That's amazing to me, too. You, you know, know? I, I, I'm, I'm a hip hop head <laughs> and. I'm as much of a hip hop head as I am a metalhead, so. Well, <laughs> well, this is well, this is great. This is a great segue into your music and, and more about you personally. We kind of, well, oh, that's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because when I look, well, when I when I listen to your uh, Spotify, whatever is on Spotify, okay. When I listen to that, there is a so much. There's a yeah, a lot going on there, and like your the one full length album. Yeah. Would I dare even to say that was like a rock country so- album yeah, yeah <laughs> like, it really was and, and like i was and i was just sort of like oh wow and because because your latest is like this throwback like tina marie type yes, song yes, it's very and then all of a sudden it's like okay so <laughs> so let's back up let's back up where 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 are you from do you have do you have a lineage of music in okay your so um yes i am originally from detroit i'm okay. a, a motown girl okay. um I came here in uh, middle school. I came to Toledo in middle school, but I grew up, my, my family's still in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I have, my whole family's really musical. Uh, my mom sang. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I grew up listening to equal parts Freddie Mercury and Whitney Houston. So Beautiful. I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be. <laughs> Um, <laughs> can decide whether I wanted to be in Led Zeppelin or the Mary Jane Girls. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like a mix of that. So now it's um, my music is very bipolar. Wait, was uh, was that a problem socially for you? Um, yes, I was considered the whitest black girl in all of my elementary school. Okay, <laughs> my wife kind of faced that same thing within her own family, actually. No, for <laughs> no, for real. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, you know, if I need to get hood, I can get hood. It's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, we have to code switch. We got to code switch if we need to. You know what? It's, uh, my wife is, is is great at that, too. She's like, <laughs> she's the one to talk to everybody. And then she's also the one to be like, Wrong. You know, like, all the, it turns very quickly. You could see it actually happening when she's interacting with my son. There when you it's go. Just like, it's a very real time way hey, of man. seeing how quickly she it goes happens. from, from A to B. It happens. Uh, but but hey, I I think that's I I love that about people. Musically too, it's it's funny because yeah. like um musically too, that's kind of where where I live. Yeah. I live in two worlds and um. I love that I've been able to express that. Um, if believe it or not, my first my first foray into music was as the rapper Low Tempo. Hey, Low Tempo! <laughs> is there any Low Tempo? 
Low Tempo was my rapper name. Okay, like, did you did you rap on like low tempos? No, like seventy five like, BPMs. Was like, it was the, it was it was like old school. It was very so like little like uh, like too short or so. Like, like yeah, motherfucking l- shit, goddamn yeah, yeah, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, that's a too short lyric. I didn't make that up. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know. It was, it was very um, early '90s. Yeah, the cadence was yes, choppy. It was not very. Flowy it was like very New Jack swing mm-hmm. cadence. Yes. Very, yeah. So that was my first foray into music, and then I was in like girl groups and all of that oh, stuff. Fun. I did that stuff. Um, my first girl group was called Nati. Not Nati. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not naughty. Oh, <laughs> not, oh not tea. Not tea. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know what the reference was, and I was too afraid to ask. <laughs> then um, I was in a group called Exact. Yeah. Exact. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. In yeah. Vogue. That was the, the whole. Yeah. That yeah, was the whole the, the thing during that whole time. Yeah. There's right? a whole. Th- yeah. Then um, I I I kind of uh got away from things for a while um when I really got serious about music and like really wanted to do something professionally, my husband answered an ad in the paper oh, nice. and I joined East River Drive. <laughs> What's they that? Were, they were this professional band that had been playing a club circuit forever and ever here in Toledo. And um, they were auditioning singers. And uh, Who's your husband? My husband, Anthony. And um, he plays. No. no oh, no. he just answered. He just answer. answered. He was like, you know, like you're not gonna sit around here and not sing. Okay. Oh, he answered. <laughs> he was like, yeah. He was like, you gotta, you. yeah, you gotta get out of here and do something. I was moping around the house, not gotcha, singing. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Okay. He was sick of I me thought, moping around the house, not singing. This is what I thought. I thought you met your husband because you answered an no, ad that no, he no, put no, out no, no, looking no, for someone no. to join his band. <laughs> no, I knew him. My husband. I met my husband my first day of high school. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I was like, he was sick of me sitting around the house not doing nothing and, that is, that is and so he's awesome. like no you answer this ad in the paper and you go sing so you you've been in a relationship with one man your entire life my entire life that's that is so awesome it's, and like and it, it's on to me just because i no, was like because I, I, I was awful i met him i was 14 years old when i met him that's awesome <laughs> like that i mean like I my very first day of high school my first hour geometry class wow it was just, <laughs> and it was just like that i mean did you have that spark no here's my best friend he was a class uh, clown and i was the class brain and um uh, i had to make sure that i got all a's and he did not get a d in that class <laughs> so yeah you guys balance each other out a <laughs> yeah. little bit yeah he's, he's good feedback <laughs> I, I imagine and i'm he, still he, trying to make sure he does not get a d <laughs> So, you know what? That's, just, that's you like know, my wife. I want like, you to just don't my, fail life. Okay? My wife, my wife is definitely like my biggest champion. Like, if it wasn't <laughs> my, like I, I look back when I look back at like my family history, and I look back, like even spreading out, like it's always been the women. <laughs> it's always been the women, and it, and it's always been the men just being like big fat crybabies, <laughs> big fat drunk crybabies, just like. Ah! You know what? I, I, he is my oldest child. He really is. <laughs> I think my wife was. Yeah, like the same he's shit. my oldest. Yeah, he's. I think I did pretty good with him. No, you know, it's 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 great. It's great when you can connect like that with somebody because it's so hard to connect with anybody in general. So yeah. it's like it's nice when you have someone that just understands where you're coming from. <laughs> 
and especially for someone like me who gets misconstrued a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, it's good to have someone who knows where I'm no, coming yeah. from. Yeah, and, and that's like you know, we we're pretty yin and yang. We we really are. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah. I I think that's. I think that's like more than having a lot in common. I yeah. feel like it yeah. needs to be yeah. like you can compensate oh, God, for yeah. my <laughs> mishaps and 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 shortcomings. Oh god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> you will be a good balance that's to this thing, unbalance. And, and, and we've decided that that was the thing, you know, um we we've decided that the way that our marriage works is that we operate in the area of our expertise. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So he kills the spiders. <laughs> I pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, you are talking right to my family right now. My wife is like, there are just some things that men should be you doing. You kill the spiders. <laughs> I'll write the checks. You get over there. Everything's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's. We had these birds, and she's like, I'm not touching that cage. Mm-mm. You are touching that cage. Yep. You are taking. It outside. Yep. You are hosing that. First, ma'am. Hey. <laughs> you know I, I that don't, works. It works for us. I used to ask a lot of questions, but I've learned not to. There you go. You're, so you're much learning. Easy. You're oh, doing dude, good. Uh, in the, especially in those last couple of years since we moved back from California, um, like I've learned so much about myself and how to re- how how a relationship should yeah. work. And <laughs> it just everything sort of has been locking into place now. There where you we're go. like, wow, we do need each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 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 you so so through high school and, yeah. and all that you're you're doing music you're 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 and, going and we and we had kids early you oh, know okay. and that was the thing I I was like a teen mom in that and okay. so that kind of derailed the whole music dream thing so I went to school and everything and banker by trade mm-hmm. uh, I well investment banker I, I spent I like a lot of years in. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of school, a lot of years. That's and then, great. Then, um, so I I went and joined East River Drives. I was with them for almost uh, seven, eight years. What what year is that? Oh God, um, I want to say two thousand four or five. Man, East River Drive. They've been around forever. No, they had been around for like three, forty years or something. They were a bunch of guys. But it, they've been in a bunch of different incarnations of the are band. They, are they still going? Yeah, right yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. There's a ton of different incarnations of God the band, damn. but they're like the training ground for everybody that plays out right now. <laughs> okay. No, seriously. Okay. I'm so serious. I'm, a, I'm into so it. So I played with them and... um. You know, kind of made my bones on the circuit yeah. or whatever, and then kind of went out on my own. Um, and so at that point when you joined the band, ha- have you released any music? No, have you no, no, no. This was my, like, really, that was, like, the boot camp of me trying to really be a pro and, like, really know. learning to perform and really, you know, they, they're really, they were really seasoned musicians. Mm-hmm. And they taught me a lot as far as, you know. What's really the most important thing that you think that you took from that? I would say just really giving the crowd um making sure that they feel like they're they're the most important thing mm-hmm. for me i feel like every time i step on stage it's should feel like a 3 hour vacation for whoever comes to see me mm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like you could choose to do whatever you want to with that weekend or with that that time in your life, so if you choose to come see me, I want to give you the best experience that you c- that you could possibly have. Wow. I was I, like that. I was really, you know, 
I was really about making sure that people felt like they were special. And that's what they taught me to do, is to make that, that audience feel like that they were really special. When which, and, how, and how would you say that you would do that? Um, let's see. I, I was famous for bringing up the bachelorettes on stage. Ooh, like <laughs> okay, okay. So crowd participation. Oh, yeah. Lots of crowd participation. Um, but also just the emoting to really connect mm -hmm. with the audience and that. And, and, and giving my all, I just every time I get up there, I just I want to leave it on the stage and yeah. just really lay it out. You know what I'm saying? And that just it feels good. It really it makes me feel good. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And that just it, it's that to me. It's it's the best feeling when I when I have a good performance. It's the best feeling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know, when when the band is on and. And everything is just right, yeah. you know. Oh That's yeah, <sighs> everybody's like super locked in. Like oh God, yeah. you could do no wrong. You <laughs> could play the slowest song in the crappiest way, and the mm -hmm. crowd's just it's in just it. There. They're there yeah. for you because <laughs> they're just like they are with you. Those are great nights. Yeah, those really are yeah. great nights. When it's what about the nights when you're when there's no response, Ooh. there's nothing coming now, back at can you. Can I be real with you? I'd I love have to. played for I have played for two thousand, and I have played for two. Mm. <laughs> Same. Those are rough nights, <laughs> but you know what? I I have to give it the same energy, and and that's because you never know, you know what's going on with whoever decided to come that mm. night, and. If you if you think about it, anything could happen at any given point in the night, you know. So so from my point from my standpoint on the stage, I have to give the same level of energy, you yeah. know. And sometimes I just close my eyes and pretend like the room is filled. <laughs> you know? For sure. Whatever you know? it is that takes you there. Yeah, you know. Hey. Yeah, I I like to because um because, I, I mean, I deal with musicians all the time, so and you do too. But yeah. but you hear a lot of people who complain yeah. about that or oh, yeah. whatever it is. <clears throat> I just, for me, like this is all I do. I, I'm a musician. Yeah. Me and my wife, we, we were musicians. She's an actress now, oh, however that happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking paid actress. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm like, it's either this... Or I'm sitting in a cubicle and just hating my life. See, you know what, though? And so, like, I mean, the worst nights of it. the I week do, and I do at both. a bar. I do both. I do both. And so. And, and, and there's nothing against no, it. No, no, no. But, but for I, my but brain, get it. But I cannot. That's, that's, how, that's how I, that's how I right. understand there's it. There's other things. That that's how I understand it. And, I, I, and this is the thing, because, you know, I worked for 15 years for, um, investment banks and that now now i do nonprofit work but because i want to yeah. but i did what i had to do so i could do what i want to do mm -hmm. and it's such a grind the nine to five is such a grind that it felt like i on the stage always felt like a getaway yeah and so that was what i lived for that was what i look forward to Heck that's yeah. what that's what kept me going for you sure. know that's what keeps me young <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i live for i live for that i, I really do 
I really do. I mean, you look at performers who last until their 90s. And, oh, God, And yeah. they're, like, overweight. They got diabetes and oh, God, stuff. Yeah. But but they're playing. They're because out there they love it. every year. Yes, and they they're still it. ticking because yeah. it, it, it's it, the music. It is. It it's is. this it's, energy. It's it, healing. It's it crazy. is. It feeds you. It, it really does. does. Feed you. It, it, keeps, it really does keep you young. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, drunk and oh, God, being yeah. bad to your body. <laughs> then, then it just hurts you. Really badly. Now I've seen that too. There's no longevity <laughs> in that. It's I've sh- seen that too. I've I mean, Keith Richards, I guess, has a good well, track record. You know I don't. I think. Okay, so what I need to understand is, um, what is he? <laughs> what is Keith? Keith, Keith? I think he is part zombie. Oh, I see what you said. Um, no, he is. Uh, he, I, I think he's just a force of nature. He's just a freak of nature that just sort of was uh, bestowed upon us in this. I feel like crusty old smoking wino. Yeah, he is like <laughs> if he's not a White Walker, <laughs> I think. Okay. Okay. Hold he on. He might be. Yeah. He. He might be. But. But. But beyond Keith. Keith Richards, you're you're talking Game of Thrones right now, and and uh, <laughs> that's uh. Tell me what what did you think? You're done. Have you seen I'm it? I'm done. Okay. Yay or lame? I l- no. Let me give you this. Please, I want. I love. I loved the canon. Okay, because I read it I, years ago. Okay. okay. Love the canon. He has to finish. Okay. Mm. He has to finish the books. Yeah. It cannot end the same way. <laughs> As the, the TV show. I read his blog. No, and he says it, not, it but it can. is. But at the same time, here's here's the what. We all knew that it couldn't be a happy ending. Well, yeah. We all knew that it couldn't be Disney. Right. We all knew that. But I think that it was extremely lazy <laughs> yes. to do it so rushed. Right. Because... There's so much more story to tell. Yeah. There's still so much more story yeah, to tell. And I feel like it was it was unfair. It was unfair to it was unfair to the legacy of the Targaryens. It was unfair to um the story of Azora High. It no. was un- it was unfair yeah. to all the legends. Right, right. Yeah. So that's that's where I feel. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. There was a lot of foreshadowing that didn't get yeah, fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. I just think it was unfair to all of the 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 lore. So, right, so right. So it just kind of was lazy. Yes. I feel like the the I feel like D and D at the end were like you know. We got our check. <laughs> right. We got our check, and we're writing this trilogy right. for, what was we it? We got the, our check, the and Luke we Sky- out. Yeah. We out. We're writing Luke Skywalker right now, so I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are on your own. Uh, yeah. We're going to go over here. Just okay. make sure a lot of people die. Just hey. make sure a lot of people die. Hey. John going to stab her. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and it was like, who, what? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. It, yeah, it was lazy. It was lazy, and, and you know, I'm gonna watch everything they come out with. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to. I'm too, gonna watch it. I mean, yeah, we we are. You, you know, know, we are suckers. Yes, we're yes. And I, I, I'm gonna put on my clown makeup and watch yes, it. Yes, I am. And I read the books. Yeah, I just got yep. done with yep. Um, yep. Fire and Blood and yep. the the, the <laughs> Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh God, yeah. I went really super deep this this season. I just been. Oh, like, get in this. It. No, they have. The, do you watch the YouTube? Of course, um, the breakdown. And lore? Oh yeah, the breakdown. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a nerd. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, nerd first. I'm a, I'm a whole nerd. <laughs> yeah. No, it, that's that's funny. It's like mm. my my wife is always just like, because my wife is not that. She's like Disney and rainbows <laughs> and, and toxic positivity. <laughs> that's my husband. Hey, she's my great. husband is all about 
those things. Yeah, she's not into. Me, well, she's not into like watching, you know, <laughs> you know, children get lit on fire yeah, while still me, alive I'm, and me, stuff. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm all that. That's me, me. too. <laughs> I, I'm like the first book I'm gonna gravitate towards is like an apocalypse zombie apocalypse. Oh, of book. course. I'm watching. I'm, I'm waiting on <laughs> and a self help book. I'll exactly. go. Exactly. I'm waiting. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like waiting on Vikings now. I'm just like, oh, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> is, is that still going? It, I watched the first couple seasons. Yeah. I just fell off. Oh God. Go, go, go into it because okay. it's good. It's oh. still good. It uh, really I'll is. check it out. Okay. I, I mean, I, th- I thought the first couple seasons were good. I just, it just wasn't enough. Yeah. No. I don't know. I, I know. I know. It and was like I fell off falling de- uh falling dead. Walking dead. I'm still gonna watch it. But yeah. I, I kinda like I hate that show now, but see look, I'm saying, hey, it's still in me. <laughs> I can't get past it. It's so hard to, and it's language, man. Language is so important. See? And and like I'm working on it, but yeah. it still just seeps out. But 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 I, with the Game of Thrones thing, I, I do wanna say that it was a, a it was a fun ride. Yeah. And there was some really great it's moments. It's so meaty. The show was so yeah. meaty for so long, but, and that's why. Yeah, yeah but then to like cram it. Yeah. Especially when we had whole seasons. Two, we had of, two years. You yeah. Had two whole exactly, years. Exactly. Two years. I feel like you couldn't. You know. They've spread seasons out like oh way my harder. God. They, yeah. I mean, this could have easily been a whole nother season. Oh god! Like yeah. the the whole and like with the the the, the death of the the uh the Night King. Yeah, he, that was like oh man, like like it was cool, but like it was just like come on, man. It like, was cool, <laughs> but it was too gimmicky. What, okay, so tell me, I don't know how far you've thought of it. What would you have sort of changed in this story uh, on the endings? And um, such? if I had if I had to do it, uh, if I had to rewrite it, and this is this is just me. Um, I think that the battle for Winterfell should have been two episodes, mm. number one. And that's s- simply because there's there's too much lore mm. about Winterfell itself mm. because there's ma- there's supposed to be magic in the tombs. That's right? true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was lore about uh, Bran the Builder having, you know, put... Uh, spells oh, down in the crypts okay so that would that i would have incorporated that in some sort right. of way because brand the builder was involved with like the children of the forest with the he, magic he, he, he built, built the wall he built the wall yes, yes. and he and he and with magic and, and then look remember because benjen couldn't come across the wall so mm-hmm. how did the white walkers and all of that if benjen couldn't cross why were they so able to mm-hmm. if the magic kept yeah. him out and then where did what you know what I'm saying? All of that. There was just some holes. Exactly, that were <laughs> I would have just filled those holes. Those just that a kind of thing. Bit. So, so I would have I would have played a little bit more with that, and and in turn, um, the weirwood trees. Uh, I would have given given them some sort of you know imbued them with something like where the hell was brand when he <laughs> sitting off i'm gonna go people. now <laughs> i'm gonna go where the hell did you go <laughs> i mean That's all i would i mean i would i would have had him try to uh warg into the ice dragon yes something do something one of the cool. dragons yeah do something freaking cool warg what are you doing uh, um, uh aria like could have put on a face i know, you know? he was <laughs> sitting there watching the dog on avengers <laughs> What the hell were you doing? Which was another terrible ending. I mean, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Tony freaking Stark is dead. <laughs> All the Starks dead. What the hell? All the Starks are dead. 
can't even deal. <laughs> I, you know what? Oh, those thugs are dead. I was so mad. Oh, man. I, I watched the, What's bad is I watched that the same day. Me too. As the Winterfell thing. I was right? so mad. It was a Sunday. Oh, you don't even understand. I, let me tell you something. My nerves were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I think I went through a whole bottle of red wine. Oh, I was done. I just, oh Lord. No, it, it was it was quite a day. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I feel like <laughs> I feel like Winterfell. I agree they could have got at least two more uh, oh, yeah. two episodes out of that. But I feel like and the I, Night King, he was supposed to be a yes. badass. They just made him a smirking idiot. Yeah, he like, just, it was just yeah. He, yeah, and he's just in there smiling. Yeah, right after. <laughs> this is awful. This is awful. There's way more. Like, but and I kind of feel like, um, like maybe Winterfell should have fell. I felt like right. Winterfell, if they didn't have the magic to protect right. him, maybe Winterfell should have fell, and maybe a select few of those characters escaped uh, the other place, and then they have it out. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, like I feel like they could have drew that right. out Dr- more. Go to River Run and or Heron Hall. Something. Or yeah. King's Landing, screw it! Like go to King's Landing because Cersei yeah. was supposed to be on your side, anyways. And but craziness. You know, it, I mean, you could there, there. It's infinite what we could talk oh, about. God, yeah. And then, and then, and then. See, we have to do another one. We have to just, have another conversation. I had I, well, l- well, let me tell you, I had a whole podcast dedicated mm. to the end of that with my oh two, my God, yes. <laughs> with my two nerd friends. Let me tell you what. <laughs> It's just oh, how we, Lord. I could just. This is a music podcast. Yes. And we were talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like <laughs> a whole episode was Game of Thrones. I don't even care. <laughs> it's like that. It's how important this was it to me. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and then for it to. And, and I think that's a lot of what that's people a, were. You know what's kind of cool, up. though? That that's uh, th- when you have something that, that's culturally, you know, that makes that much of a cultural footprint. That is that that speaks to how how deep the art went, and yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah, that, for sure. That that to me brings it full circle. That's yeah. the kind of thing you want to really be able to create, right? <laughs> and, and 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 at the end of the day, it was an extraordinary oh, God, show yeah. with an extraordinary like they made so Ten many years. Yeah, they ten made, years. And that was amazing. Things that they are doing now, people are going or did for that show, or people are only going to expand oh, on absolutely. it because they set new precedences for. What production is could be yeah. I mean, what and, it can and, be and, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it all. I mean, it's an amazing thing. But <laughs> what I'm interested in is rock country. Okay, okay, going back. Okay, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back. No, no, I'm okay, just, so here, here's what happened. I, here's what happened. Please. So Israel Drive, they're they're um they were pretty much like a pop, uh, rock. Motown, they do a little bit of everything. Mm. So they, I got a nice little rounded kind of, you know, baptism by fire when it comes <laughs> to performing in that. And in my wheelhouse, when I, like I said, was more of um, like, you know, I love metal and and I love pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Britney. I love Marilyn. You know, I love. <laughs> well, I love everything. Yeah, well, yeah. I I came from. Um, if I had to 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 pick a genre for the rest of my life and never listen to anything else, I would listen to um, Britpop or Sophistapop. Mm. I would. Like, what are some of the bands that are like um, originally Duran Duran? Oh, okay. Blur. All right. Um, Oasis. Uh, lots and lots and lots of Coldplay. 
that kind of shit. Okay, okay. So that's your jam. That's, that's your my jam. jam. Okay, okay. Jamiroquai is my jam. Well, Jamiroquai is my jam. <laughs> and Oasis is okay, but I just like. <laughs> Jamiroquai is my jam. Blur's pretty cool. I like Gorillas better, but. I love Gorillas. But yes. um, the. Damon Albarn is probably one of the most brilliant people in the world. <laughs> pretty pretty freaking amazing but so so you so you've always been on this like sort of rock thing um, yeah but in country but like but i'm just i'm just curious why didn't you just do like a full-on rock album or a full-on I metal have. album or something? I oh have. okay see that's I not have. on spotify i have <laughs> i actually I'm, I'm working right now with a band called aftermath and we've got um we've got a a decent little um uh, metal thing going oh yeah awesome classic rock feel like um equal parts ronnie james dio that kind of thing you know and a little sabbath here and there you know well that's amazing (laughs) i like it so are you well it's 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 stuff that i write and it just comes pouring out and it just really really good stuff i just i'm that's where i live it's like it's so weird when you have like these conflicting ways of writing yeah because like when you write something and you're just like, what, what am I even going to do with that? Where's right, that going right. to even live? Well, for the whole, for the whole, I don't know, early 2000s, I was writing nothing but R&B. Yeah. Okay. So I have like a ton of R&B stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that, that I'm probably going to give to my daughter to sing. Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> she's just take amazing. It. But okay, nice. like, but for me, if I have to do what I love to do, all I want to do is like just, Ann Wilson screaming out, you know. <laughs> nice, nice. No, um, in, in in my world, it's like all I want to do is make really cheesy, um, like uh, 80s synth wave music. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> like like Stranger Things type music. Nice. <laughs> so that's that's I what I do. Totally do that. <laughs> when you listen to uh, when you listen back to this, if you do, uh, the opening um, the opening thing is is my the first attempt of making like an 80s synth my theme song for the show cool. is my first attempt ever of making like an 80s synth wave type beat cool since then it's just been ridiculous i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna send you um which I, why i loved your tina marie thing too yeah. because I'm, I'm i'm trying to make a song that's kind of like a tina marie that has that really jagged uh fm synth bass like oh yeah 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 you know like uh, love out of nowhere that was what i did um this year that was this year um i'm actually coming out with another uh song that's along that line called hey girl hey this is just like a little ep project that i'm doing because i I wanted to do something for my r&b people because they're very very loyal and i love y'all and i don't want to you know <laughs> we don't want to lose you i don't want to lose my people <laughs> oh god i got look got to take care of home because hey. look because y'all buy look y'all will download y'all will y'all will spend 99 cents thank you kindly <laughs> The but I also got to do what I love to do. So. No, exactly, <laughs> and and that's why it was interesting. Um, I'm sorry we kind no, of got good. deviated, but I, I I'm just still curious about the country thing. You were just that right there was a, a project that I did with some some guys that um that I played with uh Bob Davenport and Matt Schmidt. We put together uh, this. We were just writing. We were just in a a, a zone of really good writing. And um, Skin and Bones just kind of almost wrote itself. It was the album that just came at a place where I was going through a lot. I was in a transition from leaving um, 
my career in banking and my kids were graduating and it was, I was kind of like at a crossroads in life yeah. and a lot of that speaks to what's on the album and so it was a very very honest it was very very um that's probably one of my one the most heartfelt place that I, I can say I've been and it was also an album that I did because I wanted to do something that I thought would stretch me as an artist and and it is a stretch um there's a distinct country feel to it mm. and at the time it was like okay so what lane haven't i been in okay, <laughs> you know, okay. what 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 yeah. street haven't i driven down you know so so we so we went there and it was kind of cool and I, I liked that i thought it was and, really nice and you like country i tell I you do. i do i do now if if i if i'm keeping the bread fresh and I'm all the way honest it's not my favorite anymore hmm. and I'll tell you why because um, the genre itself has been bastardized into something that has become way too polarizing yeah and I don't like that yeah not for music yeah and once it comes back around to it, its purest form mm-hmm. I, w- I would love to do it. Yeah. But until then, I think I'm just going to leave that where it's at. Are you uh, are you the type of person who will stop supporting an artist because of what they've done in their um, in their private lives? Um, I mean, because what you said right there kind of maybe alludes to that in a, l- a w- roundabout way. But I will I, I, I will I will stop supporting the artist. I won't abandon the art itself that I loved, there are songs that stand the test of time, mm. but I there's there's people that I won't like listen to, go see or or support again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you have a hard time separating the art from artists? I have a hard time supporting uh, s- separating it because I know as an artist where where it comes from. Mm. And it's a very personal place for me, mm. you know? So if I write from a very personal place or if I write from a place of honesty or if I write from a place of, you know, wanting to share a piece of myself, then I have to believe that that comes through with other people too. Yeah. So, well, know. I mean, like, that's the thing. Art is you. It, whatever and it's you're a snapshot in that moment in yeah. time. It's a snapshot in that moment in time. For example, and this is just, you know, out of out of what it is. I've never been an R. Kelly fan. Mm. You mm. never stepped in the name of love. I've stepped in the name of love. <laughs> okay, okay. There's songs, mm-hmm. you know, that like I said, there's right. there's pieces that, that speak to me. T P two, that the top half of that album is brilliant mm. to me. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing that ever really spoke to me from him. Mm. But in terms of ever going to see a show, I don't think I'd ever go see a show. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever, you know, yeah. uh, you know, seek out the mm. music. I don't think I would. Yeah, I, I you know, I've, I'm actually wrestling with this idea again because at first I was like, yeah, I can separate the art from the, 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 art from the artist. Like, you know, I, I, R. It's Kelly, I, I will step in the name of love, even though it's he's... It's a great song. It's a, a great song. I'm going to continue to do that. Ignition's a great song. 
exactly. A ton of them. I, I mean, believing that you can fly, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, he did some abhorrent things, and, and that's something. Not, that, not the, the, I wouldn't, I just can't, I can't see myself spending or giving my money to support a lifestyle uh, that I know hmm. lends itself to that. Right. So that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what I mean. You no, know, no, I, I do, and and like I said, I've been wrestling with it lately because of another point I heard of it. Where if we are here to teach this next generation how to be better people, yeah, how can we have this double standard? Right, right. How can we teach them that this is wrong if these people are allowed to walk around right, and we put be them on a millionaires pedestal. And, and, we put them and, on a pedestal. Uh, and skirt the law. Right. And so that point kind of threw me through a little loop. That's and so now I'm kind of reconsidering it, but I'm still on people, the side. People of give us the they, they they give us the 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 uh the analogies of the Elvises and the the ways that that uh, other artists from bygone eras have gotten away with A B or C. Right. But isn't it funny that we look at that stuff and we don't look at it with like reverence right we look at it as that's jacked up yeah. right yeah. it's not a good thing you right. know it, 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 groupie culture used to be a glorified thing we don't glorify groupie culture anymore right. Right. you when you know better you do better right. you know so you can't I, I that's that I guess that's where I'm at with that. When you know better, you do better. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. I I I feel you. I feel you. And and that's why I'm still struggling with it, even though I'm leaning. I mean, I just played a Michael Jackson and record no, today. And, but see, <laughs> here's the thing, though. And and and, and here's the thing. Even yeah. with with that, I'll I'll I will say this. Michael Jackson was given his day in court, mm -hmm. and um, he he was acquitted mm -hmm. in his lifetime. Right. He's not here. Mm -hmm. to ring that bell again. Right. So I can't, you know, I, I, I won't entertain anything said beyond the grave because he's not here to yeah. defend himself again. That's so fair. that that I'll leave where it's at, mm -hmm. okay? But at the same time, R. Kelly's right here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's, he can defend himself. And there's videotape. And, and <laughs> dealing with whatever happens beyond this, mm -hmm. it'll be what he has to deal with. Right. For example, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the Chris Brown situation. Chris mm -hmm. Brown is, is living his life to, you know, redeem himself. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and he's gone through paying his debt to society and he's moved on. And, and, and he's come to a place where I can listen to Chris Brown mm -hmm. because he's not that same person anymore. Right. You know, and what used to annoy me about him I can enjoy new things mm -hmm. about him because he's making different music. Right. You know, so you evolve as a person in that. Right. And like I said, music itself is a snapshot in time, mm -hmm. and who, and how people operate in in terms of what it is, what redemption looks like for them. Yeah. I don't think R. Kelly is the type of person who would even look for it because he can't admit. No, he, it's a, it's obvious that yeah. he's not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's obvious that he can't uh, accept his own. Yeah, and, and my thing decision. is, you know, if you're not going to, if you're not going to admit anything is a problem in terms of that, and you're going to fight it, then you have to deal with whatever the consequence may be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. I love the Cosby show. 
I I loved it. I loved I his stand up. Loved it. Himself. I did. No, no, no. Yes, yes. Doctor Hawksball uh, oh himself. That stand up special it himself is crazy. It's, it was amazing. So good. My dad used to play that for me on repeat. We used to right. listen to uh, like old weird weird hair. Great. Yeah, he's talking about his wife's face splitting yes. open. The red. Like that is classic thing. And never said one cuss word. Right. Never and one. And it would never occurred to us that behind those scenes, yes, that all of that would have been going on. Never would occur to us. <laughs> However, Richard Pryor told us exactly what he was doing. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> Right, Richard Pryor and we us, laughed, and we laughed, and, we and, laughed. It, and it was, and and you know, it what? was what it was. This is, and like Louis C.K. is another one. I right. I love Louis C.K. I think he's hilarious, and what he did was terrible. My wife doesn't think what he did is that bad, but I don't think anybody should wake <laughs> up in the morning, go to work, and have to see somebody's dick. Like that's not like, especially you know, like a young woman who like I don't think that that. <laughs> Today I'm going to go work and, and work for this professional comedian who I look up oh to every day. God. Oh, there's his little freckled dick. Oh, Great. God. Okay. So, no, I don't think what he did is is okay. <laughs> or, like, there's some kind of level. But I, I, I just, I feel like, you know, I, I still think uh, he's a funny motherfucker. And, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, 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 I still I worked in corporate America in the 90s, no comment. <sighs> See, and I'm sure that, you know, like, the things that... That happened. That's not on camera, you know. I'm it's, just saying. I'm t- yeah. <laughs> but but I've, I've walked in some rooms. Is all I'm saying. Oh my god. That's. <laughs> I mean, I saying. I could tell you don't want to elaborate, but I would be remiss if I don't ask. Would you elaborate? No. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> just, no. So. So with the country album, you were um you're stretching yourself you wanted yes. to, you wanted to, you wanted to show yourself that you could do something that's yes. sort of and that that not... also was a a, a labor can of we, love can we play a song of that sure what song should we play um i would say my favorite song off of that would be um the theme song skin and bones
And we're back. Um, so with with a song like Skin and Bones, uh, can you kind of break it down for me if you want? Like That actually was um, coming from when we were talking about, you know, the, the place where I was at a crossroads in that and just really delving into mm-hmm. believing that, you know, what what was to come would be better than what was behind, you know? And so it and was it was that true? It was. It okay. was it it was a place of of optimism and really just kinda like giving myself the the hope and the faith and really just kinda the change mm-hmm. where 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 I was really trying to to change my life. Yeah. So yeah. Well, what are some of the things that you did to change your life? And in terms of really just focusing on that project, I I started really doing the 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 music that that I love to do, mm-hmm. writing consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I stepped out on my own and and started building out Carmen Miller Music, which is my brand. Um, I started my own uh, label slash booking agency which is since i was for llc um and what i am is my own full service agency for uh the acts that i book which there are um right now i'm working with uh my metal band which is aftermath i'm working with the overton project i'm also working with a duo and a trio that i book on a regular basis and I just, you know, kind of wanted to be my own person yeah. when it came to taking charge of my musical life. And that was sort of the start of it. It really was. Okay, so that album was like a new beginning it for was. you. It was. And, you know, uh, I built out the website, Carmen Miller Music, you know, where I was able to press, release, and sell my own music. Mm-hmm. And I actually, the uh, album spawned a couple of uh, songs that... Um, did pretty well. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, a song that charted in Belgium, which was kind of nice. That's amazing. <laughs> on on iTunes in Belgium, which was kind of cool. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we did uh, a song that um, was on a song called "Let's Go," which was a single after that. It was more of a you know like a, a hard rock kind of single mm-hmm. after that, and it uh, was featured in the uh tv movie bad dad rehab so. <laughs> awesome <Yeah>. congratulations <laughs> that, that's Here. huge i have friends who just specifically make music for that yeah they just like <laughs> all i do is make stupid ukulele songs um, every day yeah. and like, <laughs> but you know what they the, the way that they explain oh well at least one of them phil um played drums on me and my wife's album um they he was telling me that you know, you could put in y- your heart and soul and put it up on iTunes and, you know, maybe get 70 cents on every dollar spent, right, maybe. Right. Or you can get $15 for every song and it's like <laughs> a minute long. He's like, the math just makes sense. Oh, I got you. And, and, you know, and that's that's one way people use their creativity just yeah. to make money. And that's fine, too. 
it's but like, it's like the, the it just really to to have something that you know I knew that people would hear was yeah. kind of nice. Exactly, and yeah. it's something that's gonna live on beyond yeah. you. You know, <laughs> like it, in Bad Dad. Right. Was that what was it? Bad, Bad Dad? Dad Rehab. It was Bad. on VH1. Awesome. And um, it was kind of cool. Oh, that's uh, more than kind of cool. That's amazing. <laughs> do you own a copy of the movie? I do. Well, it's all, yeah, you can go on YouTube yeah. and watch it. It's kind of cool. <laughs> and then, uh, well, even on VH1, I think they still have it, but. Um, but yeah, and then um, right now I'm working on. Some so new how stuff. long ago was that? I'm so sorry. That's been a couple years. Okay, it's been a couple so years since we did. Uh, and so now, like the stuff you're working on now is the first stuff since that album. Yeah, okay. we're um, aftermath has been is working on um, an album right now, and that's oh. the, been the big focus for me. And then are um, you uh, where are you recording? Uh, we're actually recording independently, uh, studio, uh, oh God, Andy is going to kill me because I don't know the name of his studio. <laughs> Andy Kunkel is recording us. Okay. <laughs> well, at least his name is out Hi, there. Andy, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should have made your name a little bit more memorable, no, Andy. No, <laughs> because it's like a home studio and I'm sorry because I forgot. It's Andy's house. <laughs> Andy's studio. We're calling it Andy's studio. <laughs> I'm gonna remember it when I leave, yeah. and I'm not gonna need it. But that's okay. But <laughs> um, we're we're recording over there, and uh, I've done some some recording with Angola Road too. I've been featured on a couple of their albums, and uh, that's the name of the band. Yeah, Angola Road. What kind yeah. of music is that? That they're also a metal band. Nice. Now, um, that the drum their drummer uh, Johnny Capaletti is the father of Rook who plays for MGK, plays drums for MGK. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. the son's <laughs> doing well. Yes, very much so. Nice. And I love those guys. Angola wrote. <laughs> I've, as a matter of fact, I'm doing a show with them and um, George Lynch from Dokken up in Detroit next week um, on the 20th. The twentieth is that a Saturday or it's a Thursday. Thursday. We're playing. Perfect. Yeah, because this show comes out Wednesday. Yeah, we're playing next Wednesday, not Thursday this Wednesday at the Token Lounge in in um, Western Michigan. Um, Aftermath is opening for Angle Road and the Lynch Mob. So. Awesome! <laughs> Heck yeah, man, this is that's awesome. So, so. I, are you are you full on yelling, screaming? Or are you just singing loudly? Like, what's your approach to like metal and rock? Well, you as know a what? Vocalist? I think that it should still be melodic. Uh -huh. I think anytime you sing, it should be melodic. I think that there is a lot of people um, misconstrue what metal and rock should sound like. There's 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 black metal, which mm. is the you know the growling, blah, 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 of course, blah. yeah. <laughs> And there is a place for that, but it the Swedes, right? The Swedes, <laughs> those crazy mugs. Well, I, I hey, is it the Swedes or who was it? Yeah, the Nor Swedes and Norwegians. The yes. Norwegians, yeah, who were burning down churches and stuff. Well, get this now, <laughs> Code, eating each other. <laughs> now, Code Orange is is a, a, a metal group that does a lot of black metal that. Um, they they were up for a Grammy last year, and I have to shout out um, Jamie Morgan, who is going to be my son's brother-in-law. Oh, nice. And he is the lead singer of Code Orange. Oh, fun. <laughs> All right. Rock and roll. All right. Literally. So, yes, and I love them very much. Um, but, you know, it, there's a place for that. But I think that um, my, the music that I love goes back to Zeppelin, goes back to mm. the classic rock, goes back to... Um, 
the it goes back to Ozzy and Sabbath and and a lot of the Ronnie James Dio the the really melodic mm. uh, beautiful even yeah. you know because they they sang and where where it's not a, a screeching type of metal it's a very very I can't even ca- I, I I don't even know what to call it but it's 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 it, it's very musical. So that's the kind of that's the kind of metal that I love. And so your approach is like I just sing. Yes. I, yes. S- I you you don't I belt it out. I like to belt, belt. it out. Belt. Okay, <laughs> okay. So you're belting still. It's yeah. Okay, but yeah, you're not. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. like it. I mean, I'm very interested in seeing this. Uh, you know what? I'm going to why don't we should play something. We should Sure. Do you guys I I have some some aftermath. Well, then let's listen to it. What song is this called? This is called Locked Out of the Garden. Okay, we're going to listen to Locked Out of the Garden. Come right back. we 
this was the first song that I wrote with uh, the guys. And um, it was funny because when I went to, to audition for them, they saw me and, and they were like, uh, yeah, that, I don't know about this. <laughs> So I'm like, you know, never judge a book by its cover. There you go. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's that's fun. Um, So they were just like, wait. uh." So, yeah. (laughs) But but it worked out. Yes, absolutely. Now, did they have songs already put together? No, they they came with some already put together, but we've been writing um, probably for about two years now together. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Sweet. (laughs) And so this song that we just listened to is, is... the first single is yes. that gonna be the first yes. single? awesome that's <laughs> exciting okay so uh, well now we're here at tina marie and i'm sorry i don't <laughs> mean to keep calling it tina marie no it's awesome this is this I, is one of my favorites too but i i uh, like i said it resonated with me because i'm currently trying to write something in that genre this goes back to the disco and 12 inch uh releases that you know you give a dj and he'd spin all night and cut and mm-hmm. all of that this is this goes back to the whole donna summer era yes. and all of that so yeah. i love that yeah. this this is like um when i was a little little kid this is the stuff my mama would play. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. Well, well let's listen. It's called, what is it again? Love I'm, Out of Nowhere. Thank you. Let's listen to Love Out of Nowhere, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about it.
And we're back. So what was the inspiration and who are you working with in production-wise? This was actually um, the keyboard player for the Overton Project, John Cunningham. He oh, wrote the music. and Which one was John? Um, he is Oh, wait. No, there's only one. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. John Cunningham. <laughs> I'm hey. so sorry. I know who you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> he's very cool. You know, and he's probably forgotten more music than I will ever know. He wrote all this music, and I just kind of went over, and this was done at his home studio, and we okay. just kind of got together, and he mixed it all, and just was like, you know what, it just, I was like, go to town, you know? Okay. I went over there and just kind of sang some stuff. This was really, like, kind of freestyle, to okay. be honest, and and I love when it happens like that because it's so organic, right. and it just, it feels good. It feels like a dance to it. Yeah, know? yeah, oh, yeah, it totally <laughs> is. Uh, so so is that the so was that 
was it a conscious decision to sort of have that sound that yes, feel? Yes, okay. yes, yes. That was the that was where I was um, aiming, you know, because right now there's such a, a uh, there there's such a retro totally. feel of music right now, and I feel like this is a place where you know it's fun and it's something that it just catches the moment you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah. and and it's feel good music yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's and it's, what's funny is there's of, of all these three songs there's they're all so different <laughs> it's like i mean the pendulum swings from one end to the next yeah know? and that's what that's what makes it so fun do you do you feel like that um do you feel like that's kind of like an internal thing wha- as well something that sort of like there's just Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> like I that have kind of spill. multiple personalities. Yes. Yes. I'm able to do. This is the only way <laughs> that I can express all of my personality. I got you <laughs> without coming across like a crazy right, person. Right. 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 <laughs> and, no. and what's funny is, yes, the same lady sings all those songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's her. Well, I think that's great, and and I think it's like. I don't. I don't think anybody should sort of just stay where they're comfortable. You know what I and mean? And you know what? That's what I've. I've never wanted to be locked into a box mm. of. And and I know a lot of people say that, but you know, once you the industry itself is so fickle that once you come out in a certain way, people only expect right. you or accept you in a certain way. And I don't ever want that to happen to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I don't subscribe to that either. I just, I, I want I want to be able to make music on my own terms. Well, <laughs> right now me and my wife are looking at like marketing and like really looking about, looking into like investing money in like real like in like real PR and yeah. not, and not buying likes on no, no, Instagram, no, but no. like really investing money into it. Just, to the point where we can function as a traveling act, yeah. where we can, and that's and that, that right there is important, and and the branding aspect is very important. Right. So you have to be very conscious about. But that's the thing what, yeah. that that conflicts with me is that everything that we're watching, reading, exploring is saying pick one and go. Yeah. Whereas, and then you look at my Instagram. Mm-hmm. There's <coughs> me playing. The guitar, piano, bass. Yeah. There's my I, friends playing, and then there's like me believe, making stupid, funny videos. I'm gonna there's, tell you what. It's just everywhere. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe in that. Pick one and go, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because that is the old, that is the old studio model. That is the old record label model, and that model is dead. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why I say I don't believe in it anymore is because you look at every every business entity now is innovative Mm. okay you look at netflix netflix is the biggest movie company and they don't own theaters right okay you look at uber Mm. uber is the biggest transportation company they don't own any cars right you look at um I don't know, Airbnb. Mm. They're the biggest hotel chain. Right. They don't own any hotels. Right. So y- nobody should be able to tell you who or what you can be because you should not have to be any one thing. Mm. Okay? Well. You know uh, what I mean? I do so know what you, you mean, but I could argue with that that they only do that, though. I know. I know. Okay. But at the same time, you're not locked in. Mm. You're not locked into that space. Right. 
So let's say you want to play, for example, I'm playing next week at the Token Lounge mm -hmm. with a metal show. And the very next day I go to the islands and play reggae. <laughs> like I mean, do you what islands? I go to um, Middle Bass Island and play reggae. With who? I'm Carmen Miller Music. That's uh, you just do reggae? I'm doing reggae. I'm doing that's a amazing. duo with reggae. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where, what I'm saying yeah, is yeah, yeah. you get to choose. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you want to, you get to choose. Mm -hmm. And you get to design the jobs based on what you market to. So, for example, when I sent my package to Middle Bass, I sent them the videos that were for my reggae act okay right when i sent the package to token mm -hmm. they get the aftermath right. stuff when i sent the package to um the heights they get the pop and the r&b and all of that so you just have to design like y and, and, and if you want to put your tentacles out there into different places mm -hmm package yourself for the places you want to be and i think i think the important thing to point out here is that you're not talking about just like it's okay to be random but you must be consistent in what you're selling to exactly. people so like if you're gonna be wanting to be a reggae act playing at this reggae festival don't send them the metal band exactly. EPK or don't make your EPK be like, I'm metal, I'm reggae, I'm right, soul, right. I'm this, no, pick no, one. No, no. So you, I think that's where that's we're it. getting, yeah. I think that's the confusion there because the, consistency is important and yeah. I think that's but what But separating the lanes, mm -hmm. you can do yes. it by separating right. the lanes. I have my site that's Carmen Miller Music mm -hmm. that's basically the hub for the right. acts. But at the same time, when I do my EPKs, when I, I, they're they're separate entities, right. so you have an Overton Project EPK, right. you have a Carmen Miller Music EPK, you have an Aftermath EPK, mm. and they're all different entities. Right. So you 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 can do it. Right. But it just has to be you know you compartmentalize mm. what you're selling, mm. but you can do it all right as a package. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. That that is great advice because <coughs> I think. Uh, when I've been talking to people specifically about marketing themselves, mm -hmm. like everyone is very much about like, yeah, you got to be consistent in the content that you're presenting. And, and I, and I do agree with that. Um, and so I've kind of tried it, but I also have a very huge interest in making stupid, funny videos right. that make you laugh right. at dumb things. And I also oh like, God, you know, I, I mean, so wait, do you did you see my above me now video? I haven't seen it. Oh anything. my God! I've been okay, so, so buried <laughs> in shit lately. So the so the big thing this week was the gentleman who uh, who blew off the lady who who had who had spoken mean to him. Um, with the above me now thing so i made a gospel video out of it <laughs> <laughs> okay i i i'm not i'm not even aware of what oh you're god saying. you have to hashtag above me now watch it on facebook then go to my video on youtube <laughs> i will i will yeah you, you won't be sorry <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that um no, yeah, it's ex exactly like that. It's like I, I, I enjoy making silly videos. I enjoy yeah. making um, tutorial videos. I like doing lots of things. And whereas the podcast website has kind of become the hub for that, but uh, it's seeming like if I want to do more stuff that's directly comedy or directly something else, it seems like maybe splitting up the Instagrams oh, is yeah. kind of oh, what yeah. I should be oh, doing, yeah. making separate pages to grow. But at the mm. same time, you know what? You can always keep what is uniquely you 
yeah. in one spot. Yeah. But give yourself branches. Yeah. 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 I got it's all like branches of, of the same it's just, tree. It's so confusing. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I don't know. Well, like, so, so much of the messaging is everybody has advice about the ways to go about it. But whatever is going to pop for you is mm-hmm. going to be uniquely yours. Yeah. N- there's no wrong route to mm. to the destiny that you have okay your route is going to be the right route for you and what works for me may not work for you mm. so don't get discouraged oh yeah but also i would say take everything that you hear with a grain of salt because you know at the end of the day it's going to be how you guys feel most comfortable mm. and what it is that feels right for you guys oh, that, yeah. that sends you in the direction you're supposed to go. Yeah, and, and I think that's sort of where we're at now yeah. because like I'm, I'm figuring out how I create yeah. and I figure out how I function as a creative yeah. and a creator, a content creator specifically. And so like I, I have this direction and I know where it's at and I know where I'm comfortable at and I know where I shine. I know where I'm strong at. Yeah. And I think that's an important part about it. It's like having confidence in what you're creating exactly. is a huge part of of becoming the in in, in going the next step. Yeah. Whatever that step is. Yeah. Uh but it, it but being confident in what you're doing and, and the other thing is you have to decide what success looks like to you. Yes, exactly. And you have to decide what what kind of success is comfortable mm. to you because so many times people you know they they get discouraged because they're not seeing that brass ring thing happen but they've made a nice living doing something that's totally different than yes. what they thought they'd be doing but if you if you're able to if you're able to you know look at what it is that you're capable of in the moment and and find ways to to call that or find ways to 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 carve the success that you want out mm-hmm. of that y- you can do amazing things oh yeah you really totally. can no i and i agree with you and i'm actually a testament i'm like like me and my wife have been four years completely independent as musicians and yes. artists four years not depending on anybody awesome. but ourselves so you know, it's a very possible thing. And to me, that is all the success that that's I've ever great. needed in my life. That's, you, that's, that's crazy great. For me, as being who I am and where I come from and how I was compared to what I am now, to be here, I would never would have thought I would have done that. I never had the confidence to yeah, do that. Yeah. But, like, it took me – well, I, I I had to take a leap off the edge. Hey. You know? <laughs> but I kind of got pushed because I kind of got fired. So like Dude, we kind of got pushed into it. But it was like it that's was like that's how it happens. But man, that's how it happens. Real. And and those are the moments where it's like you either have the strength and you are able to do this, or you crumble. That's it. And it doesn't mean you can't. It that's just means exactly, in this moment. That's exactly where and skin like, and bones came in, from. <laughs> and that's exactly where skin and bones came from. In the moment of me being fired for a stupid thing that I did, um, and having to tell my family with our newborn baby yeah. that daddy got fired, uh, you know, like I, in that moment it was horrible. But yeah. like, what that proved 
to what that made us prove to ourselves is yeah. like the most valuable thing that could ever happen. Yeah. And my wife was already there. I mean, because she was always there. Yeah. It's just the um, what the one of the things that I love about it, now I'm talking about not believing in your spouse because at one point I had doubts, mm. and what made me feel better about it was that Michelle Obama doubted uh, Barack Obama <laughs> the entire time. Oh my god! So like I was like, I okay, this yeah, is natural. Yeah, yeah. It's natural. It's natural to be afraid of the unknown. But see, that's the thing. And and when you said the the leap of faith or even being pushed, pushed over yeah. the edge, that uh, well, that's exactly where skin and bones came from. I'll tell you what. At that time, when I said the crossroads aspect, um, I uh, like I said, I was I had spent fifteen years in investment banking. It was at the uh, height of the at the the precipice of the um, the crash of two thousand eight, and um, our firm had just been bought out by a larger firm, and I didn't have the uh, seniority to stay on, and they brought in other bankers from the larger firm, and I was bought out of my position. Whoa. Yeah. So that was me going through sending my kids to college at that time Whoa. and paying tuition. I had two boys in private school um one was graduating going to school in new york art school in new york uh, state tuition oh art yeah school. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah so i went through my retirement wow i went through my savings um went through all of my investments to fin get them to finish school and that was the leap yeah that was the leap yeah Luckily, my daughter can play basketball, and <laughs> she's going for free. <laughs> so, yay. Go Detroit Mercy. Hey. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. But um, that was the leap for me, and, and it, was, it was hard mm -hmm. because we had – I was used to a certain kind of lifestyle, and – having lost everything that's where skin and bones came from mm -hmm. you know and it taught me a lot about myself and it did teach me a lot about um my husband it taught me about a lot about my faith it taught me a lot about what and who I was as a person and as an artist as well and that when you say that that's everything and yeah. and if you can continue behind something like that then you know that you know that you know that this is exactly where you're supposed to be. That's a beautiful way to end this podcast. <laughs> um, Carmen Miller, thank you so much for uh, sitting here and being open thank and honest. It's <laughs> such a joy, uh, such a delight. I'm so glad I came. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm glad you came <laughs> thank too. Thank you for having me. Um, Tell people how they can get a hold of you, how they can hire yes, any you can one of your myriad of acts. www.carmenmillermusic.com or find me at cariller, C-A-R-I-L-L-E-R-1 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carmen Miller, everybody.
Thank you, Carmen Miller, for coming out and hanging with me and us and chatting about your life and, and you know, getting a little personal and uh, letting us know how you really feel. So thank you very much, Carmen. Um, please go check her out, CarmenMiller.com. I'll put all the, the, the links and stuff in the show notes, so please go click around, go follow, go support. Uh, amazing artist, uh, an amazing person in general. Um, you can also go check out RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Uh, we just released the new album, 1018, and we're very proud of it, and we'd love for you to check it out, too. Also, if you're in the Toledo area tomorrow, June 20th, Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Hollywood Casino here in Toledo, Ohio, uh, come down, support us at the uh, uh, support us because me and Rain are going to be performing and for a chance to win five thousand dollars. And uh, don't you want me to have five thousand dollars? <laughs> Imagine all the good I can do with five thousand dollars. Imagine all the weed I can buy with five thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. No. If we do win the money, it's already spent. Trust me. It's And I wasn't making any decisions on that. <laughs> okay. Go check out the newly redesigned WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. You can follow us on uh, Instagram at WeSpeakEnglishGood. Same on Facebook. Please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. Share the podcast. Be the podcast. Okay. That line sucks. It never was good. Okay. <laughs> That's it for now, guys. I gotta go tow my car to the fucking uh, mechanic. Because why not? What else am I doing at 6 in the morning on Thursday? <laughs> so, alright, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, wait. HJ's for everybody. Oh, wait. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Oh, wait. Fresh.